All right, we're live. We have sound now. Woo. We're live for the first time ever. I already screwed it up, and I knew I was going to do that. We're, I'm not muted right now. No, you're not muted. Everybody can we were me? muted a second ago. We're live on the internet. Yeah, I'm really nervous. I know. That's How crazy. many people are watching? Chris said some, can we some tell that? Crazy offensive shit, and you all missed it. <laughs> Actually, a lot of people are tuned in, and everybody was like, "No audio, no audio, no audio." Yeah. <laughs> thanks, guys. Well, thanks for the uh, for the news. There. Hang on, let me give you a little hint of what you missed out on on tonight's episode. An overweight passenger forces a flight attendant to wipe his backside. Has this become a part of a flight attendant's duty? Will airlines be able to handle the extra load? A marijuana Super Bowl ad has been rejected by CBS. Is CBS not down with the CBD? And finally, a watch company rebukes the famed Gillette commercial. Is this the end of toxic masculinity? How will the world respond and where in the world is Melissa Milano? Settle down and saddle up. This is Chrome Dome Radio. Now just now just play the whole like thing over again. Let's just run the intro. You really nailed it on that first take. The second one was inferior. I hate really to bring did. it up, but yeah, the second time's never as good. Yeah, it's all right. Hey, I, it live. Hey, I so... still laughed at the poop joke. They'll never. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, if you're new to the show, here's what's going to happen. We're going to go over our favorite news topics from the week. In the center of the table, you'll see our swear jar of justice. We oh, will put. Oh, we're jar. talking about the guest. <laughs> we will put a dollar in you the jar. Me every time. <laughs> yeah, I was. I thought we were doing the guest intro. All right, yes, dollar in the jar. We'll put a dollar in the jar if we screw up and say a naughty word. And let's get started. So the first news topic of the day is the overweight passenger who forces a flight attendant to wipe his backside. This happened on an EVA Airlines flight. A 440-pound man who claims to have been disabled uh, couldn't use the potty on his own. Yeah, and then when the flight attendant had to uh, wipe him for himself, <laughs> uh, he started moaning with pleasure, and uh, that's just what? Yeah, that's not real nice. Yeah, so that's, that's like the the wrong response in that scenario. This this story has phases, and it only gets worse as it goes. So initially, it was a flight from Seattle to Taiwan, which is a long flight. He's Boo. he's about two hours into the flight, and he's like, "Excuse me, I have I have I have to poo," and they were like, "Poo." <laughs> There's the bathroom, and he basically claimed he couldn't get himself from his seat to the toilet, so because they had to. The ass- man was somewhat somewhere near four to five hundred pounds, four hundred and forty so pounds, big old dude. Yeah. I mean, those are narrow doors to the bathroom on those long flights, anyway. You gotta squeeze in. <laughs> Them on in the, they, they should have just greased them up and just pushed them through. <laughs> just slide on in. So he. Uh, I don't think they carry that much butter just on hand on flights. <laughs> he, he claimed he couldn't even like get his pants off. So he had these. Like, how's that guy function in regular life? Oh wait, yeah, because he's a pervert. Go ahead. Yeah, well, that's what I'm getting at. Is that the the general assumption that he was full of bs from the very beginning so he needs assistance getting his pants off mm-hmm. when he's finally got his pants off he does his business and about 2 3 minutes later he's call he opens the door to the bathroom and says he needs help the flight attendant <laughs> uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> did he flush first the uh, uh no i don't <laughs> oh, think he no. did oh no oh no 
So uh, the flight attendants come over, and he basically says, I need help wiping my butt. And they were like, no. Then he threatens to – he's threatening things along the way. So initially when he said he needed help, he threatened that he was going to poop in his seat. Now that he's not getting his butt wiped, he's threatening he's just going to take his stinky, disgusting butt back to his seat. And But he needs help getting out of the toilet. I'd have left him there. So the flight attendants Close can't – Close the door. <laughs> they can't think Smart. of any – they, they, they just do it. The, they were just like, <laughs> all right, we're going to do it. So they literally start wiping his butt. You know what this – freaking guy said as they're doing it he's literally Harder. moaning he's going oh deeper, <laughs> deeper. no <laughs> yes what is this a 15 20 hour like how long is this flight how many times do they have to do this this this, this is like a what a 12 hour flight it's gotta hours? be it's over the pacific right uh or they're doing either the pacific or the arctic it well probably yeah true i think it's probably he over said, the pacific he yeah. said deeper that's so, horrible this is this is big news in Taiwan right now. They held a, a press conference, and I have um, let me see if I can find the exact quote. The, was it a U.S. or a Taiwanese national? It was Taiwanese. I just really wish they'd tried this on like a Singapore airline or something, and just get this guy caned like right off the bat. So here's the quote. Um, from the New York Post. An overweight passenger aboard a Taiwanese airliner forced flight attendants to remove his pants so that he could use the toilet. Then, his butt as he moaned in pleasure. Uh, according to reports, a flight attendant for the Ava Air, which only employs a female cabin crew, mind you, so they didn't, have a, they didn't even have a choice. Like, they couldn't even get a dude to do this. And they're also really attractive. I just want to point They're good looking. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's pictures of them in the article, and they're good looking Asian chicks. They have, uh, they have like beauty and like height and weight standards to become a, a flight attendant on certain airlines in Asia. Yeah, a lot of them do. Yeah. So here's the quote from the flight attendant who had to do the dirty deed. She said, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you need to do this with an Asian accent. Go ahead. But, you know, uh, I feel super is racist. That why, is, that right now? <laughs> is that why you invited me? <laughs> I felt as a flight attendant, removing a passenger's underwear was beyond the scope of my responsibilities. No crap. Yeah. Giggity. Come on. All right. Then I told him we couldn't help him, but he started yelling. He told me to go in there immediately and threatened to relieve himself on the floor. <gasps> but he very angrily slapped my hand away saying he didn't want it and only wanted me to remove his underwear so he could use the toilet. The man also insisted that they keep the door open because otherwise he couldn't breathe. What? <sighs> the woman managed to keep the door closed, but the man, whose weight was estimated to be 440 pounds, then refused <laughs> to leave the bathroom. That's estimation. Yeah, that is pretty specific. All right, so he refuses to leave the bathroom unless they wipe his backside after he finished his business. And then... But things took a turn for the worse when the chief attendant donned three pairs of latex gloves and began wiping him. <laughs> she put on layers? Because <laughs> one pair of latex gloves is not enough. <laughs> oh, my God. He said, oh, here's the exact quote. He said, oh, mm, deeper, deeper, then accused my chief attendant of not properly cleaning his backside, <laughs> requesting that she do it again. Well, he didn't have a garden hose or anything oh handy, so... Gosh. Ugh. Now, another funny I'm part disgusted. of... It's so horrible, right? Guess what, guys? This was not the first time he has... He has a history with Eva Air. He's, oh, the same airline? Here it is. 
he how very did he not, how did he not this the guy same the first time airline. He very frequently has issues like this. So here's what he's done in the past. He's also flown from Los Angeles to Bangkok and <laughs> where he made a similar request, but the flight attendants refused. So guess what he did? Shit on the floor. Oh, he pooped in oh. his seat. Yeah, he had a big poopy seat. <laughs> and apparently <laughs> what? the whole cabin smelled terrible for the rest of the flight. Ugh. How do you not ban this they, guy right off the bat? And they kept selling him tickets. It's not yeah. over. It's not over. There's more. How many more? On another flight, he peed himself. So do you think he's just like... What a disgusting human being. Do you think he's just running through his savings taking international flights just so he can do this to No, I, I literally think he's got a fetish for Asian chicks. Yeah, well... And, and I think... And messing himself, clearly. <laughs> what the... <laughs> That's a weird freaking fetish, man. How do people get away with these things oh, on, yeah, like over so multiple squishy. iterations? Oh, like you so do this... squishy. <laughs> You do this once. Like, how is your name and like ID and like face not like plastered over every like? It, you, they got. The they need to fax airline. that guy's face out. There's three more stories. He's done. Is it with? Is the same airline? This is his same airline. Fifth offense. Is Here's what you're more. telling me. On another flight, he asked a crew member to clean and change his diaper. The flight attendant refused. Oh, is he so, one of those adult baby? <laughs> well, if you don't change your diaper and you keep going in it, what happens? You get a diaper rash? Oh, no, it overflowed. Uh, Over, you know what? We all suffer from it. Diaper overflowage. It's, uh, a, it's a thing. Then, on another flight. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It just keeps getting worse. <laughs> on another flight. He threatened to faint and make the crew's life worse if they didn't help him. Well, that's not as bad. Yeah, that one's not as gross. Yeah, there's no feces involved there. Oh, this one's also, just... can you make yourself faint? <laughs> This one's just dirty. I have the vapors. What are we up to? Are we up to six or seven flights now? I have no idea. I lost count. On another flight, he spilt juice on his crotch area and demanded the crew wipe it. They right. gave him napkins to do it, but he said, you can do it better. This guy's dirty. This I is... feel I feel terrible for that staff, but that airline should not have let this happen for I don't understand. Like, yeah, what's... Really... Why, why, why is he still flying? This is so... They've, they're being so accommodating. <laughs> Like, this is his biggest success ever, though, right? Like, he got this lady to shove her hand up his, like, gargantuan anus. Like, <laughs> so awful. Dude, I would love to get him on the show. No. We have to find a way no. to get him on this show. Skype only. This guy does not need, <laughs> he to, know. need to know where the studio is. I don't want to be within, like, sniffing proximity. You're going to feel differently when he asks your fiancé to wipe his taint. <laughs> You're going to feel a lot different about it. <laughs> Just do it. He's going to poop on the podcast. <laughs> All squishy. <laughs> God, that is so you, awkward. Do you know how much those chairs cost? <laughs> <laughs> like, at this point, they gotta ban him, right? Yeah. What, what does this dude do for a living? Does it say? No, it doesn't say. I would, it doesn't I would even really, say his name. I would Very really, curious. really hope that as soon as they landed, he was carted off to a communist gulag somewhere in like the middle of Asia and just beaten to within an inch of his life and told never to do this again. And and then they shot him, and then they buried him in a in a ditch. That's my dearest hope. He's like the worst Bond villain ever. <laughs> you will give me what I want, or I will pull my pants. <laughs> Doctor Pooey Pants, dude. Uh, you can't sell tickets to that movie, <laughs> dude. 
That is ridiculous. <laughs> That's Yeah, that is a terrible, terrible Bond villain. Well, sir, your reign of terror is over. How dare you? Dude. Is he banned now? Surely he's been arrested. It doesn't say. You know what's the ridiculous That's thing rape, is too, right? These, it's a. It, it's it's this not day, rape. We can call it rape. It's a, we 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 regret it after the fact. So it, there's no consent there. <laughs> I would say it's toxic. It's that is the height of all toxic masculinity, right there. Well, Do, it's coercion. He coerced them into. Yeah, I mean, it was it. no. That was threat. Made under he made those demands under duress. You will do this, or this whole flight will stink really badly. <laughs> it's like a Doctor Evil plot. Can we just give a hand to that staff, though? What a bunch of team players! Come yeah. on, just jumping on the grenade. Oh my God, this poor woman. Ugh, it sucks. And and they even said this isn't part of my job. It's like, yeah, it, no, it's not a part of your job. You shouldn't have done it. No, they are martyrs. What are you going to do, though? Martyrs I mean, I, for the cause. I guess at that point, what do you do? What I would do? have gotten duct tape and taped the door <laughs> shut and left him in the bathroom. That's, like, no, that's a woman with solutions right there. Jeez. All right. Story number two. I don't know. You, that We started strong there. <sighs> All right. So this story is about the marijuana Super Bowl ad that's been rejected by CBS. In this day and age. They turned down $5.2 million for a 30-second spot. Is that is that more or less than average though? No, that's that is that's that's the going rate yeah. for a thirty second spot. So they can get it for from Cheetos instead and offend nobody and deal. I can understand the NFL's point of view on this point because it's controversial in some parts of the country. So, and after the year they've had, you know, uh, fair enough. Actually, they're trying to be as vanilla as possible. Exactly, exactly. They don't want to. They don't want to bother Middle America with this crap right now. They just want to give you a nice, friendly Super Bowl where everybody stands and puts their hand over the heart for the Pledge of Allegiance or whatever the hell they do, and then um, you know, uh, some terrible band plays the halftime show. I think they may have also been thinking that people who are there, you know, you're, you're there to watch the Super Bowl to have a good time. And, and by the way, you could watch. They have a two-minute version of this commercial on their website, and uh, you can watch it. And honestly, it's like one of those commercials where it's like it's it's memorable because it starts off with somebody having like an like like a seizure, like mm-hmm. an an episode, yeah, and then it goes into how medical marijuana helped them, which is fair because mm-hmm. they do that does happen. People with uh, epilepsy do benefit from like CBD oil and stuff. Exactly, and there are plenty of health benefits to it. But this also goes. This goes into a very large conversation because you, you, how much of this was CBS decision, and how much of this was pressure put on CBS not to release a commercial like that? You Wait, have to what, pressure it, by is, whom, though? Is it that much of a stretch to think maybe Big Pharma had a little bit to do with this? Was it promoting? I mean, you're CBD getting your tinfoil hat out, but maybe. Sorry. Was it promoting medical oh. marijuana in general, like THC, or was it just CBD that it was promoting? It was mar- medical marijuana in general. Okay. So, I mean, was it miracle marijuana produced by a specific company, or like that's that's the question? Who paid the money? It was well. It's gonna be. Uh, I forget the name of the company. There is a company that's funding this. So, do they own like a big farm, or are they just a marketing firm for no, they're like a mar- medical marijuana company? Now, there's a lot of them. Yeah, I'm sure, but like, I guess they're doing really, really well. They're probably based out of Colorado or <laughs> Colorado, Cal- Colorado, Colorado, it was a combination of California and Colorado. Colorado. How the hell do you say it? Huh? Colorado. Colorado. Would it really have been that controversial to play the commercial right now, though? Because yeah. in most states. Medical marijuana is legal in most states. Listen, we I think don't now. live in the Midwest. We don't know how Utah thinks. It's another world. 
Yeah. I mean, I would imagine. I would imagine if you're in Montana, like, well, I mean, well, there's I, people that think like everywhere in the country at this point because we're all connected via the internet. But there's also like people in their silos who want to like stay isolated and don't want to like be open up to all of the new influences that the outside world brings. So I, I don't know. I get, I get both points of view because I'm, I'm fully in support of mar- medical marijuana if it helps people, you know, and doesn't get them addicted to a terrible opiate, then more power to them. I, you know, I, I think it's great. But I also get that certain people don't want to hear that nonsense and they just want to invi- enjoy some foobal. And, uh, you know, I'm in support of that, too. Yeah. We but can avoid, they, and avoid an argument at dinner. They don't even want to hear the conversation of well, CBD oil. Most of them don't even have THC. Yeah. So there is no, what is it, psychotropic effects? Yeah. Th- th- there's none of that. Psychoactive effects. Yeah. Yeah. So it's literally just, it just, it calms you down. It just makes you feel better. And it does great for people who get seizures. Yep. Well, I think for the NFL specifically, I think a lot of people who are in their fan base are tend to lean a little bit more conservatively. And I think that people I'd who... I'd say that's safe to say. I think that's safe to say. And I think that people who... <laughs> <laughs> I think people who lean that way tend to just be scared of weed for being weed. Like, I know somebody who's super conservative gets high on Coke all the time, but is terrified of weed. <laughs> well, hey, Coke was the drug of the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear mean, it's making a comeback. I I don't. I don't think it ever went away. <laughs> I, my biggest uh, discovery of becoming an adult was how many people are on cocaine. It's like all of them. Yo, it's like everybody you know. That was the <laughs> yes. That was me too. I was at a party and everybody kept going to the bathroom and I was like, wow, everybody's got small bladders. Like, what's going on? And then I realized they were all doing lines yeah. and I was like, uh, but then nobody ever offers you. Any. You're just like, just say no. Yeah, but. We have, we have a comment out just saying that this person would like to try CBD for their sleeping issues. Yeah? Yeah, well, it would probably work. Yeah, absolutely. It would. Well, it calms you down. It helps with anxiety as well. Yeah. I just don't understand. There's still this stigma all these years later. Like, this conversation started, honestly, a long time ago. This isn't just a 2018, 2019 thing. This started a long time ago. Well, since really it became illegal, like, people have been like, why is this illegal? I love Since the, those kids were hanging out in the alley with their reefers, <laughs> making trouble. The explanation. I mean, can't argue with that. <laughs> the explanation in Pineapple Express is pretty funny. Yeah. How, like, it's just, it? it just, it basically, they, they had, like, a test facility, and it was actually Bill, Bill Hader. Hader. We yeah, were just yeah. talking about Bill Hader, and his character smokes weed in, like, this secret underground facility. It's like nobody knows where the exact location and, is. And just tells all the generals to, like, go screw themselves because yeah he's he's seen through the madness man and they were like it's complete anarchy <laughs> free thought no and they ban they they ban it across like the entire country just right then and there and yeah. it takes place in like the 50s not not completely unrelated to what really happened right because uh what they basically william randolph hearst demonized it in all his papers is it, I don't know the exact story. Yeah, so William Randolph Hearst, the, if you've ever seen uh, Citizen Kane or heard about the movie, that's a movie based on him. Uh, he's like this wealthy industrialist. He invested a lot in paper uh, in like the early 1920s and stuff. He had a, a bunch of newspapers that he ran, and he uh, was threatened by the industrial uh, production of hemp because that was going to be a direct competitor with paper, and it was superior in many respects. So he uh, realized that hemp was the male form of a psychoactive drug named um, cannabis, and he called it marijuana, which was uh, 
a Spanish word for like a Mexican weed or something like that, that, you know, a literal like weed, a plant out of place. And basically he said that uh, blacks and Mexicans were smoking this stuff and that they were raping white women and it had to, had to go. So when they outlawed marijuana, it also outlawed hemp and he was free to produce paper at his leisure and uh, not worry about the competitive nature of capitalism. So it says a lot about the nature of people just buying into what is said in the media. Yeah. Well, did you ever see mm-hmm. the old uh, the old movie Reefer Madness? Um, uh, no. Reefer Madness was a film. It was a propaganda film produced in the uh, gosh, must have been late twenties, early thirties, something like that. You could. I don't remember the exact year, but uh, it was basically like said that if you smoked marijuana you would go insane and that you know you would uh like it, I just, all i remember from the film is uh this piano player just uh he had like kind of wild lyle lovett hair and just he was just, just <laughs> <laughs> what yeah yeah just like, he's like just this, a sick twisted this, person this manic look on his plate as on his face as he's playing like jazz piano and for all of the like these teenagers having a good time <laughs> with that rebellious Going jazz out. music yeah and then like one of them like goes insane like uh, like the uh like the johnny football hero like ends up getting involved in pot and goes incurably insane like that's that's the story of this movie it's like an hour and a half two hour film and uh this guy william randolph Hearst produced it indirectly um he he funneled money into it uh, as like part of a uh joint venture i think with some government uh, entity at that point I'm probably wrong about how it was made there, there's probably like a, diff, a different explanation about that so I'm not going to stand by that but I know he was involved somehow and basically uh, he got everybody's attitude against marijuana you know he got the drug blacklisted as a schedule one substance that which means no medical use at all to this day it's still scheduled as a uh, schedule one which there's so much evidence God, to the contrary so weird that's a schedule one yeah like i mean cocaine is a schedule two <laughs> cocaine because it has a numbing effect like <laughs> it's, it feels better yeah like if you, they make lidocaine out of cocaine and lidocaine is a numbing agent that we got a, ta- a comment from Taylor says, It sounds like Zach has watched the movie The Business Behind Getting High with Joe Rogan. I have not watched that movie. I didn't even hear about this movie. Yeah. When did he make this? Oh, this is He was involved in a lot of weird documentaries back in the day. He did The Spirit Molecule with, about DMT. He hosted that documentary. He's, you know, he's all over this stuff. But no, I, I, but I do listen to the Joe Rogan podcast quite a bit, so that's probably where that came from most of that information oh man i saw a funny joke online it had something to, something to do with a dog that got seizure seizures mm-hmm. so um so the owner of the dog gave the uh, gave him cbd oil yeah and he was like i was hoping that the cbd oil would help with the seizures but all he does now is just wake up in the morning and listen to the joe rogan podcast <laughs> <laughs> there's a shop in little five that sells um cbd treats for your dog I've thought about really? giving Perry some. Get out of town, really? That might chill that dog out. <laughs> How much are they, though? I haven't looked at them. That stuff's not cheap. Kathy's dog no. makes me nervous, everybody. <laughs> that dog raises the tension in the room. It's a tiny little dog. I know, but he's just a he's a loose cannon. Maybe you need some CBD. He's got spunk. <laughs> he's a, he is a rogue cop and follows his own rule book. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
Just like his mama. <laughs> a little bit of spunk. You can't have two loose cannons on the cop team, though. You need like the like wily vet to kind of calm things down. That's true. You need to. You need to. Yeah, adopt so an uncle. It's all downhill from here, <laughs> folks. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about the watch company that made a commercial to rebuke the famed Gillette commercial. So yeah. we talked about the Gillette commercial last week. So if you want to see us cover that, then watch episode 24. But basically, Chris said something very prescient. And now this entire segment is going to be him repeatedly going, I told you so, I told you so. What I said was, and I was only partially correct, because I said, watch um, the Dollar Shave Club. The next Razor Company. Another, insert Razor Company X here. I was like, watch them basically have the exact opposite. Because my, my whole point was that this was all about money from the very beginning. This They weren't making a statement. They were yeah. just like... We're going to jump on this trend right now. We're going to exploit it and take advantage of it. We're going to take gonna... a side. We're going to make a controversy online. A bunch of people are going to boycott us, but a bunch more people are going to buy our stuff as a consequence. And then two months later, our everything normalizes. But we made a big profit in the meantime. Yeah. Exactly. So this watch company now, wasn't it, it wasn't a razor company or, or shaving cream company. A watch company named eGuard. Pretty now much you've, did. Now you've heard of them. Did, yeah. Yeah, now you know who they are. <laughs> yeah. And now we're talking about them. But they basically released a commercial where it was basically painting men to be heroes and that they suffer from the uh, – it's more likely for a man to commit suicide. Uh, men are more likely to get hurt on the job. They have this. They have that. And I'm watching it and I'm going, oh, we're going to do this now. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't what I was expecting. What I was expecting was in my head, I was just like, somebody's going to go over the top and just have this real, like, super, like, Jack Lumberjack dude just, like, chopping down trees, like, God, being a man is awesome. Just you know what I mean? bravado. Just yeah. like, yeah, exactly like that. But Which this, you would have been into. I would have I thought that was so funny. Because, like, that's just, that to me, that's really a rebuke then. But yeah. this was playing the whole victim card thing. Right. And that's where I'm just like, no, come on. Yeah. No man wants – No, we don't want to see – we're not playing the victim card here. Like that's not what this is about. There's nothing unifying about the message. No. The message is just like, hang on, don't pick on men because this happens. It's yeah. such a whiny, annoying commercial. And well, there was like sad Sarah McLaughlin music playing in the background the whole time yeah. too. Like B list Sarah McLaughlin music playing. Like like like, like wow. you're, you're about to see like a caged puppy crying. You would have yeah. think you would have thought you could at least get like an old like uh like I don't know, what's that guy's name? The one that did Southern Southern Man. Neil Young. Like an old oh, sad yeah. Neil Young song. Yeah. Like, like, just that's at least like it's got an edge to it. It's like you know a stoic, like manly thing, like we long suffering kind of thing. Right, exactly. You know? And that's just not what happened. No. So you know, you Sarah were... McLaughlin. That's the way to attract male, <laughs> male watch buyers. Dude, they are playing it though, man. And so my, I still think my point stands. No, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. You and I it. wouldn't be surprised if there's even more now. And then it's going to die away and be some stupid thing where, like, a year or two from now, we're going to be like, remember when that happened? It'll be like... Wasn't that ridiculous? You may get one more on the masculinity trend, but it'll jump... It, it's just going to jump to something else controversial next, right? Like, you, you can't... You can only squeeze the juice so much. That's why I was kind of wondering if, like, after uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies in, uh, in her 
like seat. Like, are they going to are they and, you know, Trump gets to elect another Supreme Court justice. Are they going to go after like this Supreme Court justice for being a rapist, too? Or is he I don't know. Like, I mean, what what like impropriety can they uh, accuse him of that would uh, completely ruin him? He's a pedophile and like on scant evidence. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. I would hope there's some <laughs> evidence before they accuse somebody of being a pedophile. Well, maybe they have, uh, you know, a, a, a like 22-year-old guy who's like, yeah, 11 years ago, this guy touched me. Maybe he tries to nominate R. Kelly. <laughs> <gasps> it's not too far of a stretch. Right? It's the freaking weekend, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys covered this in the last episode, but did you they see have, that everybody uh, was flushing? They have, flushing? like, piss rumors in, in, uh, in common. Sorry, go ahead. I was. Did you guys see how people were flushing their razors, their Gillette razors, down the toilet? Oh, okay. By the way, okay. I don't know if you talked about. We need to mention this. No, we didn't. (laughs) That's a good point because we brought up though when this happened with the. That seems like it would clog your toilet. (laughs) Someone (laughs) tweeted. They were just like, "This." It was like plumber. So yeah, I found a bunch of Gillette razors, Nike socks, and Keurig pods in your. (laughs) (laughs) So brave, so brave. And people take the they take videos of themselves flushing things. I think that's what they did with the Nike. Yeah, they, yeah. they were taking Burning first the of socks. all. First of all, some of them there were reports of people going out and buying Nike shoes so that <laughs> sure. they can take them into their home in their fucking backyard. All right, Kirsten, I'll put a dollar in. Genius, genius. <laughs> it was worth it. They <laughs> they were bringing them into their backyard to burn them. So they actually paid the company money to burn their product. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, if that's that's just like the the weak anarchists move, right? Like you're like really what you want to do is firebomb the Footlocker, but you're like, no, I'll just I'll go and go in and buy a pair, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> that seems like you're walking it back so far at that point. Not even shoplifting. That's a, that's the move, right? You shoplift the pair of Nikes. Well, honestly, in the end, though, like. I mean, I I get the the mindset, but in the end, you're just hurting the store then because they've already bought that product from That's the true. company. That's yeah. true. You have to you have to go straight to the distributor if you really want to make a difference. Yeah. This is like all right. So I'm slowly like in my mind becoming like V from Vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> There's something dreadfully wrong with this country, isn't there? Love that movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. It's a great monologue. I mean, so. <laughs> When people did this with Nike, we you know we were, we were ripping on it pretty hard. I didn't even hear about the razor thing till you brought it up right That's now. That's amazing. Yeah, flushing a razor down a toilet like, it's so stupid. It's gonna I clog. Thought, there was a picture of someone, someone took a picture of them with the razor just sitting in the toilet, and they just <laughs> with their goldfish that died. So dumb. Like now you gotta like I mean it's I feel like if I did that it would just like spin around. The, like the a whole, fork and a yeah. <laughs> it just clink. It would just clink around, and, and just, it, it would do that thing where it goes in and then just comes right back out when the when the toilet fills back up. And now I just feel like an idiot because I have to reach my hand into dirty toilet water and grab my razor. You gotta fish it out. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I have like a fish net like hanging around for some stupid reason. You've got a fish net because you have fish. Yeah, I'm a, I don't have fish nets for fun. No. <laughs> You know, not for dipping things out of poo water. <laughs> a lot of poo talk tonight. Hey, you know, it comes up. It all comes full circle. We live in a, ca- a crazy country. As long as you have enough fiber. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Then it floats. 
I mean, that's that's all the guy on the airline really needed. <laughs> Just some colon blow. <laughs> God. Ugh. So, I mean, what's, what's, what could possibly come next from this? Because, honestly, it almost seems like it's all sort of related. Because ever since the election of Donald Trump, really, there seems to have been this divide to Trump. where everything's got to be a side or a side. Everybody's got to pick their teams, mm-hmm. and then they just go with it regardless of what the topic is. Whatever their team is saying or doing, they're just going to go with it. I feel like you could trace it back before Trump. You probably could, but it seems to have gotten more extreme. Unless I'm just buying into the whole media frenzy and it's exactly how it always was. No, I mean, it's the rhetoric has gotten, like, much, yeah, what's the word I'm looking, more fiery on uh, both sides. So, I mean, that that for sure is true. But I mean, I remember being in, like, like mid-college when or whatever when Obama was uh, elected. I, the, the right wing in this country thought the, you know— the floor had fallen out from under them. They thought they were going straight to hell in a handbasket. They thought he was a legit, like, communist leader that was trying to sink this country. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, certain family members that I have, like, still think this. Like, <laughs> But you see what happens, and we talked about this in a prior episode once, how you can't just be a little of something. They always have to push it to the extreme. That's so true. Obama couldn't yeah. just be... A little bit of a lefty dude. He had to be a communist and a socialist and all these evil things. And it's like somebody wearing a MAGA hat can't just be a conservative. No. They're a bigot and they're a racist and they're a Nazi. Yeah, no, you get uh, like I was uh, saying this uh, a while ago, but if you have views that aren't t- particularly, you know, uh, fringe, you get pushed to the fringe by all of basically by the uh, by the virtue of how the gravitational pull of the fringe at this point because everybody is like so right and so left but i mean well really it's just the rhetoric the rhetoric is so right and so left because that that's what sells i believe like the vast majority of this country are extremely reasonable people that you know uh you can have a conversation with and come to an agreement with like pretty easily like everybody would usually think like it's not okay to just have open borders and just let anybody in wholesale Anybody with any idea of the financial reality of what that would mean on our social safety net, like that w- will bankrupt our country, like over time. Yeah, it's not if sustainable. We if we don't, what do we're doing something. now isn't sustainable. No, we have to do something. But you know what we're doing is kind of nonsense because we're you know building a, a wall that may or may not work. The efficacy on that is kind of fugazi, and then there's you know no attempt to make a, a path to citizenship for the people that there are here or really even any kind of criteria to separate like the wheat from the chaff in that case because you now everybody's here we got to be really polite to all of them like even if even if they it's the wrong element and that's i don't know and then there's the bigger problem of people overstaying their visas there's a lot more of those than there are people just coming over illegally so that's that's a real strange thing too No, but I was going to say, like, I, too serious I, I feel like it's been pretty gradual since he's been elected because I do think that that has existed before he became president. But I think him entering the discourse as our president just pulled the Overton window like crazy over there. So um, have you heard of the Overton window? Overturn window? Overton. No. Overton? Overton window. So, that so is, it's a guy named Overton and he's got a window? I guess so. Okay. <laughs> But basically, that kind of describes the uh, window of acceptable discourse. 
and generally there's one side, one side, and there's uh, somewhere where we're a center. And I think hi- people coming in with these really extremist ideas drags that towards a certain direction. And so then we have these more like, increasingly wild ideas that yeah. become more and more acceptable as we talked, and that's why like, earlier when we were talking about the Supreme Court choices. This Those sounds subjective become... AF, though. Yeah. yeah. No, like, it is. What is the window? Well, it is. <laughs> really, it, it's civility, man. It, it should be like I have a, an idea. Like you might think I'm an idiot for thinking we can't have open borders. And, you know, I have my ideas about that. And I'm sure you do have your you have yours if you think that I'm an idiot. But we should be able to have a conversation in which we, neither of us calls the other an idiot. Is, is basically the yeah the name calling thing. It feels like you can't have a conversation anymore. You're yeah. you're just ostracized if you have a an idea that's different from the crowd, and that's that's no good. That's really like that's the way of like you know thought control and Orwellian like nonsense. There, people like especially with how much we have to worry about like privacy issues these days. I mean, you know. It just happened with that kid with the at in Washington with the MAGA hat on that stood in front of the. What the happened American? with that? What is that? Sandman or whatever his name is. Dude, people immediately jumped all over this kid and literally calling for his death. Like it happened like that. Yeah, and it's then, like within hours, people are like, "Kill this kid! I just want to punch him in the face!" I like he's no, the face of bigotry. Yeah, I have no idea what happened like all i saw was like everybody was mad at this kid and then i saw like okay maybe we misreported this and then like oh we definitely misreported this and then some people were like doubling down it's like we didn't misreport this at all everybody's just you know being mean to the media and i'm like wow like i don't even have the time or energy to parse any of this right now so here's the way i see the way that whole thing played out because there's there's like an hour or two hour long video online yeah the general gist of what happened was there was a, a, one organization who was putting pressure on not even another one group of people putting pressure on another group of people and things escalated. And in all of the heat, everybody was in an emotional escalated state. It was an abortion clinic, right? They no. They, it was like a march for life. the uh, the kids the ca- kids from the Catholic school were participating in a march for life, which was like an anti-abortion, uh, you know, thing. There were three events happening at once of all differing political backgrounds. And then there was in the, the same area, in the same exact area. There was like a a black uh, Israelite, black Israelite, yeah. Israelite, and they Israelites. have kind of a history of being. <laughs> Uh, fire starters of one right. form or another. And then there was this Native American guy who uh, I have heard varying things about, and I don't know where to place him in the in my head, honestly. But I've heard that he's like, you know, a spiritual like leader, like a medicine man kind of thing. Um, and then I've also heard that he's like an agent provocateur for the left. He's like intentionally does see, dude, like incendiary already, things to get. You're already like that's too much already. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a stop. I, like, I'm, like, everybody, I'm so tired. Stop. What it real? What really happened was what I said earlier. It just everything escalated, and I got to tell you, if you watch the behavior of everyone in the video, there were people doing bad things on video, saying bad things to each other. This kid just stood there. And in my opinion, he didn't really do anything wrong. He just stood there. He didn't say anything. He didn't act violently. Why is he the face of this? There were other people there. If you want to pick somebody, pick other people that were there on video saying horrible things. No matter what your belief system is, there was plenty that we could all agree there was bad stuff said there. They were just concentrating on his smirk. 
which was the, the smirk the thing well like, you got to the- think this is a 16 year old kid who i just said is now escalated and emotional yeah. you got to think he that's just what came out the, yeah he, he doesn't know what he's doing uh, he doesn't know or he was just doing white people face <laughs> <laughs> no let me tell you what really got him is that stupid hat he was wearing yeah that's, that's what it comes down to is that stupid ugly hat like that's the weirdest fashion statement right now a it's lot a of people red hat are, make America stupid good. hat but forgive him he's 16 he doesn't know any better you're he's doing a, a lot of stupid stuff at 16 yes yeah so I don't know I, I yeah to me it's a, it's people can't figure out how to walk it back like they, they yeah, can't. Like, calm down you're literally calling for the violence against a child yeah which is relax that much P- pull back it's not the kid from prodigy or whatever <laughs> doesn't have like telepathy i mean what happened when when did that become an appropriate response to just immediately say kill him that dude is did you hear about well, the kid who was wrong that's been identified? that's actually been a, an appropriate response for like the majority of human history <laughs> but you know now we're civilized so we're trying to keep that uh keep that calm i guess you're right yeah this is no we're all of this is crazy you're right about that but you, you know it's not really unexpected people are pa- acting like people they're acting like sheep because it, it spread so fast on social media, and it, and people had a, a knee jerk reaction to it. Social animals, man. Yeah. We ju- we take our cues. And there's only been a handful of people who have apologized for their knee jerk reactions, who initially did call for violence, and then when they understood the full story it? It for was, whatever it was, they it was what they like back. it was like BuzzFeed and the Daily Beast in the UK, even, I think. even CNN, CNN, CNN went after them. Oh yeah, real quick. Well, was, you know, CNN and BuzzFeed are like neck and neck for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I really think it's social media, though, because I think in all of human history, we've always been like, yeah, he should die. Yeah. <laughs> we should we should kill him. And it said jokingly, like, right. hey, someone's bothering you. Do you want me to kill him? And like, we don't actually mean that we're going to murder somebody for you. But that's always been something. And then I think when you're seeing that in social media and people are retweeting it and people keep talking about it and just uh, continuing to pile on, that it creates that more emotional reaction because – yeah, he's a dumb kid, but he is a kid. You should yeah. incite. Definitely violence. doesn't deserve murder. I don't think yeah. for his political views that seems a bit much. Like yeah. you know, uh, if your political views are to murder other people, then yeah, all right, then you have to expect to, to come back. I, I but. just think people put themselves in this echo chamber and it gets louder and louder and louder, and they just get more and more incited yeah. to it. You said something that got me thinking that it's been around forever. The difference with nowadays, though, so like back then, if you were going to try to do something like this, you'd have to either literally say it send it with a pigeon or like <laughs> or print it Let through me the newspaper it down and yeah. this carrier pigeon send it for airplane send it in morse code what so anyway but the difference is now is that you could hear about something and the whole freaking world can know about it in 10 minutes yeah yeah so that escalation I was talking about earlier where it used to be gradual and a lot of people would now have enough time to settle, it's exponential now. <laughs> now it just it's like at the at its peak almost immediately and yeah. then people finally calm down in the coming weeks. Yeah, and then yeah. people you lose your job, like your wife leaves you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's all coming down around you. Everything gets 
really loud because everybody's repeating it, retweeting it, reposting it, whatever it is. And I think that it makes it harder for people to think for themselves because you're just hearing it from so many different directions. So they're like, they get this mob mentality, like, oh yeah, we, yeah, he does deserve to die. Like, let's, where's our pitchforks? Like, let's go. Like, <laughs> well, it's, that's like recreational outrage, right? Yeah. Like, you're just getting so. You, it's fun to get mad online. It's fun to get mad in general. That's why we like metal. <laughs> hey, metal's a peaceful, wonderful music. They're very kind people. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I have met some very, very cool metalheads, but then, you know, I've met you. Oh, <laughs> He's right. Sick burn. I don't know, I'm not that big of a fan of metal. No, not at all. <laughs> God hates us all. God. Sorry. And on that note, believe it or not, that's all the time we have. We thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to try to do live stuff more often. We haven't decided if we're going to do Friday nights or maybe Saturday mornings, but we're going to try to make this work. Yeah, I had the hiccup at the very beginning. It's, uh, I guess, uh, you know, so we're new at this. We all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. I'm sorry. I just, was muted. Everybody be- has those days. <laughs> just because he voted for Trump, you don't need to kill him. That is not true. Don't spread rumors. <laughs> there goes Twitter. And now I'm a Nazi. Welcome to the dumpster Your fire. <laughs> no, you're, you're already partially there with the way you look. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are a skinhead. Oh, and you listen to, like, hardcore metal. Metal. Oh, no. <laughs> you guys just ruined me. We've had black people on the show, I swear. <laughs> That's what gives us the street cred. <laughs> totally. Um, I have, me, like, two black I friends. I know a person of color. <laughs> <laughs> I'm killing the show now. You guys suck. We'll see you next Friday. Bye-bye.